All right, welcome back to the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon. Brandon, I don't really have anything to talk about. Do you have anything to talk about? No, not really, other than Michigan State sucks, and let's move on to the previews. (laughs) All right, I will. Keep it simple. Yes, keep it simple, and I will accept that for an introduction. So here we go. So this is our preview episode of the week, and we are going to be discussing Michigan football and Lions football. Brandon, we did not discuss which one we want to cover first. <laughs> what say you? Well, let's start with the Lions. Okay, so the Lions, the Lions, the Lions, 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 Lions. <laughs> um, they are going on the road this week to play the Redskins. On Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at 1 p.m. on Fox. And the Lions are actually a three and a half point favorite. <gasps> yeah, the Redskins are one and nine. Uh, yeah, they suck. Uh, the, <laughs> Lions, the Lions should win. Doesn't mean they're going to. The Lions historically have a hard time winning in Washington. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know what the like the all time record is there. I know it's like pretty similar to the record of playing in Arizona, uh, <laughs> which is not good. Uh, the Lions always tend to struggle, even you know if they're a better team than Washington. Uh, man, Washington really doesn't have too much going for them. You know their offense is pretty much this Adrian Peterson, who's like eighty years old, and Darius Geis. He's back now, um, splitting carries in the backfield. Uh, Peterson, you know, for being as old as he is, he's he's still fairly decent. He still can, um, you know, string together a couple good runs here and there, uh, enough to, you know, even get like a 100-yard game every once in a while. So he's definitely, you know, a part of that offense that the Lions are really going to have to focus on. You know, outside of him, the Redskins really don't have too much. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to be starting at quarterback again. He struggled badly. Um, he hasn't really done too much. You know, they started off with Case Keenum starting. Uh, he had an injury. He, you know, he played injured for a while, and he hasn't really done too much either. So, you know, they're kind of relying on Haskins now. They're like, okay, we drafted him in the first round and see what you got. He doesn't have too many weapons to work with. You know, he's got Terry McLaurin, who is – one of his wide receivers at Ohio State. Uh, and he's by far the best receiver that the Redskins have. Um, you know, and with Haskins struggling, you know, that kind of cuts into McLaurin's uh, production. So, you know, as far as their offense goes, not really much to worry about. I say that with a question because, <laughs> you know, the Bears had a crappy offense too, but they showed up against the Lions because that's just how it is. Um, you know, Washington has an okay defense, you know, and they're not great, but they're they're decent. Uh, they got some difference makers out there. Uh, they got Josh Norman, who's a pretty good defensive back. Um, they also have Landon Collins. You know, he usually plays in a box as a safety. Uh, he's a good presence there in the, in the box, makes a lot of tackles, 
uh, smart player. Uh, you know, a guy I wanted the Lions to go after, you know, his asking price is a little too high. So, you know, the Redskins ended up with him last year. Um, you know, they got Ryan Kerrigan, defensive end. He's probably their best pass rusher. Uh, he's been banged up on and off, too. You know, I, can't, I don't even know if, like, he's ready to go or not. Um, I haven't really followed the Redskins too close. You know, I've watched a couple of their games here and there, just maybe for, like, 10, 15 minutes just to kind of check to see, you know, how McLaurin's doing because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, outside of that, I mean, the Lions should really win this game. It doesn't mean they're going to. You know, I don't see Stafford playing again. Uh, I'm hearing, you know, it's going to be another few weeks before the Stafford's even medically cleared. So I really don't know why they're not just putting him on an injured reserve. Like, yeah. why are you even risking, you know, that he might come back too soon, get hit again, and then, you know, you have a bigger problem on your hands. So that means Driscoll's going to get the start again. He's played well the last couple weeks, especially last week. So, you know, I think he can do enough to beat the Redskins. Uh, obviously, you know, they're 1-9, so it doesn't take too much to beat them. But, you know, I think the Lions should be able to beat them this week. Nice. Yeah, I I remember, I mean, through the conversations that we had through the years about what you said about the Lions playing in Washington. And yeah, I mean, the Redskins are ugly. I mean, isn't doesn't Miami even have two wins? Yeah. And Miami's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, the only team worse than the Redskins is the Bengals who have lost or have won zero games. They're 0-10. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Dang. Yeah, they are a dumpster fire this year, which I don't really get because they do have weapons. Like, on paper, they're a better team than the Redskins and the Dolphins. Mm. They, I mean, Andy Dalton struggled really bad, so they benched him, and um, they've been playing Ryan Finley, who's a rookie from NC State, and he's played even worse, so <laughs> they don't really have much working for him, I guess. Uh, so probably a lot of lacking a lot of motivation and everything there. So oh, I mean, probably. W- when you live in Ohio, there's only so much, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. Uh, and I say that, and I think Cincinnati is probably the best city in Ohio, but I'll admit I haven't spent too much time there. <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, with the way that the Lions have performed and the you know, probably reasonable assumption that Stafford's not going to be playing that there's still a decent chance for Lions. Um, uh, we were just talking about Driscoll in the last episode. Uh, he's been doing pretty well. If, if they can get, um, the run game to still be. Yeah. Effective. Like last week. And if Driscoll can maybe step up a little bit with, um, the passing game, which I can, kind of assume and hope that they might be able to against a team that's struggling as much as the Redskins. I feel relatively comfortable. I would not at all be surprised if they do something dumb where they lead and then they, the defense slacks off and allows them to get close enough where you have to watch until the very last second because you <laughs> don't know what's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that's been every single game this season. Yeah. That's about right. Well, like I said um, in the the review episode, 
um, that the Lions are one of three teams that has led in every single one of their games. Yeah. Sounds about right. So, uh, yeah, they'll be. And then, oh, man, and then uh, Thanksgiving game is right around the corner, too, then. Yeah, they'll have a short, um, you know, four-day break. And then they take on the Bears. I always thought that they should always make the uh, Thursday night game be teams that were on their bye week. Yeah, that would make sense. Or, like, they played a Thursday and a Thursday before that. Yeah, something like that. Or maybe they play on a... Th- I don't know. But, yeah, it just seems odd. I feel like they could do more stuff about it. But, anyways, it is what it is. But, definitely, that's getting me excited. Like, I could care less about how the Lions do, but getting me excited for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Just excited for food more than football. Yeah. Speaking of which, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving movies, um, planes, trains, and automobiles. I yeah, think. that's going to be our topic for Blue Bros 2 this week. Um, probably, what, the only Thanksgiving movie? Yeah, I know. I was, I was trying to think <laughs> One of a few. I'm pretty sure that might be the only Thanksgiving movie. Definitely the only one that comes to mind. Um, yeah, aside from you know a couple of slasher movies that I've seen that take place on Thanksgiving, I think Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is the only one. Oh my god, the only please one tell, worth anything. Please <laughs> tell me there's one called Slash Giving. No, there's one called Thanks Killing. Oh, that's pretty good. It's got a killer turkey. Yeah. <laughs> There's Thanks Killing and Thanks Killing Three. They didn't make a Thanks Killing Two. Starring <laughs> starring Buzz Killington. Now that I've got you. <laughs> All right. We're getting way off off some of these here. But uh yeah, so if you guys are interested in that, if you don't know anything about that movie or if you thoroughly enjoy that movie, uh be on the lookout for that Blue Bros two episode later this week. Oh yeah. So. Uh, anything else for the Lions? No, let's move on to Michigan. All right, let's do that. All right. Michigan versus Indiana. It's going to be a three thirty game. If it's For on reasons, ESPN. who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have a three thirty one in there somewhere, I guess. Yeah, is this their only one? I feel like this. Has I been... think so. Yeah, that that's been nice. I'll definitely um, throw my hat for the uh, approval for that. Uh, Michigan. So here we are. We're too too early in the week to be able to be bringing you the uh, playoff rankings, but Michigan currently ranked number twelve in the AP poll, is an eight and a half point favorite on the road at Indiana, and uh, Indiana is kind of the surprise success team this year. Overall, seven and three. Um. 
they just had a loss um, this past weekend to Penn State. They were really close on the road at Penn State to um, tying them and going to overtime, potentially beating them. But uh, Indiana is a passing offense. They they definitely do a lot with the passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be seeing that coming up. Uh, comparing the two teams here uh, kind of quickly, Michigan is averaging 33 points a game, while Indiana is averaging 33.3 game, points a game. Uh, oh, man. But the big difference is the points allowed per game, where Michigan is holding opponents on average to 16.4 points, while Indiana allows 21.4. Total yards, Michigan is just under 400 at 397 uh, average per game, and Indiana just under 450, uh, rounding out at 448. So, like I said, quite a large gap between their passing yards and their rushing yards. Um, their quarterback is Ramsey and he has just under 1700 passing yards, uh, 10 touchdowns to three interceptions. And then his main receiver has been Fillier, uh, 61 receptions, 863 yards, three touchdowns. And their main running back is Scott's third 165 carries, 791 yards, and nine touchdowns. So, yeah, and the second leading receiver is uh, Fraggle. Did Fraggle? I say his name? Fraggly Rock? Fraggle Rock? <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that. Hold on. Yes. Wow. Fry, Fry Fogle? It's like Ty, Ty Fraggle. Something like that. Um, yeah, isn't Ramsey the second quarterback to play? Didn't like the other guy get hurt? I believe that Michael they've, Penix. Yeah, I believe that they've gone through and used two quarterbacks throughout the season. I mean, especially considering how much they've been passing, um, such a pass-heavy offense, and he's only got seventeen hundred yards passing. Yeah. So. Yeah, but uh, I. Th- is I believe Ramsey is the one that Michigan faced last year. Yeah, he's been around a couple of years. Um, I believe that that Penix he was like a transfer or something. Okay, I can't remember exactly from where. Let's see, uh, I look it up. Yeah, go ahead and look. That. Look that up. Uh, I'll share a couple of things here. Uh, their losses, like I just mentioned, were to uh, Penn State. They also lost at Michigan State and against Ohio State. Um, so something to point out is the so their pass-heavy offense and the level of pass defensive that uh, defenses that they faced. Ohio State is ranked one nat- uh, first nationally. So I mean they were handled pretty easily by Ohio State. Um, Indiana, actually, themselves, for their pass defense, is 10th nationally. Michigan is 4th. But then the next opponent that they face that is ranked uh, Northwestern is ranked 31st. So they don't see a lot of very good passing defenses. Uh, Did you find that information yet? Uh, Actually, he's a redshirt freshman. 
Uh, he okay. ended up breaking his collarbone, so he's out for the season. Ah, ouch. So, yeah, so that's definitely going to be Ramsey that we see. So, um, but yeah, yeah I know so everybody was pretty high on that on Penix. So, you know, watch out for him next year. Yeah. And he. Oh, he played in seven. He played in seven games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I remember when he got hurt and everybody just like kind of felt bad for Indiana because he was playing so well. Yeah, they they were um, swapping time quite a bit though because um, Ramsey has just under seventeen hundred yards and Penix had just under fourteen hundred passing yards. So mm-hmm. they were both averaging right around two hundred passing yards per game. So yeah. Yeah, they were doing like a two quarterback system. I thought that's why I remember seeing from uh, one of the uh, one of the couple games of theirs that I watched. Um, the uh, so Indiana, as we said, is kind of a surprise team at, with how well that they've been doing. Michigan always seems to struggle against Indiana. Has for years and years. They've been on a long winning streak, though. Michigan has. Um, with how well Michigan has been doing since the Penn State game, and especially what we were able to see with uh, Michigan versus Michigan State, how we know if Michigan is forced to become one-dimensional that they can do it either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel more comfortable about this game than I did a few weeks ago. I don't even know how far, but... Uh, I know even at the beginning of the season, you, uh, Brandon, and I were talking about this tricky end of the season where it's Michigan State at Indiana, then Ohio State, because Indiana is always a trouble team. Not not at all saying that this is going to be then, quote-unquote, an easy game, but I think the team recognizes where their strengths are now. Mm-hmm. And they are all playing very well. So I'm not hugely concerned about this. Um, Indiana is definitely one of those teams where you don't want to let off the gas. I mean, you can easily get you know up two scores and they'll find a way to claw back. I think that's actually what happened with Penn State, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, so if... Michigan can go ahead and keep uh, keep playing well. I think they should do fine. Barring any weird, unforeseen, weird situation, um, I mean, if Michigan stays on the trends that they've had going, you know, playing smart football, not having crazy penalties, not turning the ball over, uh, making smart decisions, I think that they'll be able to win this any way that they need to either running or passing um 330 game i have not been able to see the weather yet i'm not sure what it's going to be like i hope it's good um because just in general i always hate bad weather games but that's just me um but yeah so uh, i mentioned that they do have a pretty decent they are ranked 10th for uh, passing defense so that's another thing too i mean they they have allowed more points than michigan has but i think that's something that is um maybe a little bit uncommon for the past few years for indiana is that their defense looks a little bit more uh capable and everything and i know that um they are going to be 
out for Michigan for this game because they know how close that they were for beating Penn State. Yeah. And so they're going to be focused on that, on uh, being able to rebound from that. So they are not going to be messing around. So they're going to get their best once again. Anything uh, Anything else to uh, kind of add or meh? No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, Indiana just always plays as tough. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not expecting, you know, a blowout or anything. I'm expecting a close game. Yeah, no, for for sure. I don't, I'm not going to be predicting any kind of blowout, but I think they're, yeah, negative eight and a half. I thought I had the over-under. I thought the over-under was like 50. Oh, yeah, there you go, 52 and a half. So they're expecting points in this game, but... Yeah, if you're good, we can actually probably jump into uh, predictions and everything then. So, Rock, sounds good to me. Okay, all right. Well, we started with the Lions, so we will start with the Lions uh, once again. Uh, seems like one of the few times this year that Lions are favored. Uh, it's just by the small margin of three and a half points on the road at the Redskins. Over under is 42 points. Um, Brandon, what say you? Uh, I think the Lions are going to win 24 to 10. All right. I feel like, you know, the Lions have been fairly decent against the run the last couple of weeks. That's basically all the Redskins have. Uh, you know, Darius Slay is going to be playing on uh, McLaurin. And then, you know, Dwayne Haskins, he's been struggling. So I really can't see the Redskins scoring too many points against the Lions. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to go with 30 to 14. All right. Lions win. Rock. I think uh, Prater is going to get a little bit more action this week. <laughs> um, and so that will put that with the over for me. Um, yeah, so I think it's going to be a lot of kicking and I, I don't know. It's, I haven't been as familiar with how the Redskins are doing. I mean, what, or how poorly they're doing. So maybe I'm getting a little bit carried away, especially with the spread only being <laughs> three and a half, but I don't know. I, th- I think that there will be a kind of a decent chunk of points for this one. Uh, We'll see if the Lions defense shows up. Yeah. Uh, But then we move back to Michigan football. Michigan favored by eight and a half points. Excuse me. Um, Yes. Eight and a half points. Sorry. I had the wrong team in there though. Uh, On the road at Indiana with the over under of 52 and a half. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I was saying I I feel comfortable uh, that Michigan is going to win this game. I think that they'll be able to do something like maybe pull it to a two score win. So I will go ahead and go with the, hmm, let's go 31 to 21. Uh, that's pretty close to what I was thinking. 
So that's... I think it's going to be a little bit closer. Um, yeah. Man, Indiana always plays us so tough. And it seems like, you know, a lot of times it comes down to, you know, the last couple drives of the game. So I'm going to say Michigan wins 24 to 21. Okay. 24 to 21. Michigan wins. That has them not covering. And you are going with under. So we shall see how that turns out this weekend. And that brings us to our locks of the week. I get to take on the Big Ten. And with undefeated Minnesota losing their first game uh, this past weekend against Iowa, they are just a 13.5 point favorite against Northwestern. Which surprises me, yeah, because Northwestern is so bad. I think they have two wins now after beating UMass. Um, I can only imagine that P.J. Fleck is going to have the Gophers, like, super pumped up to, you know, rebound and then get ready for Wisconsin the following week. So I think that they're going to win by 14 points or more um, against Northwestern. So they'll cover that. Yeah, it's fair to say. Yeah. So what do you have one for the NFL? Yeah, um, Philadelphia is a two and a half point favorite over Seattle, which I don't know how. Like Seattle's been rolling, um, you know. Russell Wilson is, you know, an MVP candidate this year, and they handed the Niners their first loss. So I don't know why Philly is a two and a half point favorite over Seattle. Because it's Philly, baby. <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> but yeah, I'm picking, you know, Seattle to win and uh Philly not to cover. All right. That sounds good. Um crap. You know what? I just realized I did not get a question ready. Do you have a question for the lines ready? Yeah, I do. Okay, shoot. Will Dwayne Haskins throw over one touchdown versus Alliance? I'm gonna say no. He will not. All right. You are saying no. I'm no going dice. to be different and I'm going to say yes because as the Lions defense, um, <laughs> but I, I would be perfectly okay with um, that not being the case. Uh, my question is Will Ronnie Bell? Finally have his first touchdown of the season versus Indiana. Did you realize that? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, so poor guy. Because I said a few weeks ago, I'm like, well, he did have one. He just dropped it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, That's when you're like, that was savage. <laughs> that, was, that was terrible. That, that puts you in the timeout box. Oh, man. I forgot. Ouch. It's still, I still cringe at that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, will Ronnie Bell finally have his first touchdown of the season versus Indiana? That is our question. I am going to say yes. Brandon, what do you say? I'm going to say no just because I need to make some ground on the end points. All right. Okay, that sounds good. 
I think we covered everything. No voicemails or anything. Uh, Usually we don't have those for the preview episodes. But if anyone is interested to call in and share your thoughts after the game, um, good to remind you that you need to call in by Monday night, 9 p.m. If you want a voicemail for a recap or a preview. And the number to call is 551-258-3276. That is 551-BLUE-BRO. And leave us a message on our Google voicemail. And I I think we're good. Are we good? Yeah, I think I'm ready to roll. We are awesome. We hope you guys uh, get to enjoy your weekends. Uh, get to watch some good football. Get ready for one of the best holidays of the year. That is right around the corner. And until next time, go blue. Go blue.